Hello and welcome to Talking Dad UK, a podcast where we discuss all things dad. Follow and support the podcast on social media at Talking Dad UK One. All links will be in the show notes and descriptions. Hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Hello and welcome back to Talking Dad UK. And today I'm joined by Johnny from the Fatherhood Clothing Brand. Hi Johnny, you alright mate? I'm alright mate, you? Good, yeah. How are we getting on? Not bad. Stressful day, stressful week, stressful month to be fair, but we're uh, we're getting there. I know the feeling mate, yeah. <laughs> You've been busy then? Uh, yeah, very, very, with the, with the brand itself, very busy, but also dealing with supply issues at the same time. So oh, okay, very busy all at once and then a break and then very busy all at once again. So it's, uh, it's going well though. It's going good. Yeah. Are your supply issues down to, um, Brexit and COVID and, and other things going on over in Europe? No, it's just... down to, sorry. Yeah, it's down to moving suppliers yeah. and sort of us getting used to each other and what we both need and want. And couriers, uh, the courier we're using at the moment or they're using isn't mm. great. So they're delivering to the back of the building instead of the front and going home or going to the wrong address. Right, right. So hopefully we, we think we sorted that like just today, but I've got three weeks worth of orders now in the office and he's printing in two days. Little annoying things, but things that can be resolved fairly easily. You've got nothing uh, sat on boats waiting to come in or anything like that. No, you? no, no, <laughs> nothing like that, fortunately. Yeah, you're good, good there. Right, okay. Before we get into the clothing brand side of stuff, we'll just chat a little bit about you and dad life and, and how things are for you and where it all started, if that's okay with you. Yeah, so I've got I've got two kids uh, with my partner Nikita. We're engaged. Um, yet to set a date. We keep trying, but we're we're miles off. I think at the moment, aren't we? Though um, <laughs> the we've got we've got two children. We've got Franklin, who's three and a half, um, and Naya, who's ten months. Um, Franklin um, is well. Franklin was a heart baby. Um, he was born with heart issues, so it was a, a rough okay. start to parenting. I always wanted to make sure that our, my, my, both, well, both my children, in this case, were, were planned pregnancies, and they were. Um, There's a bit, few complications to start with, um, and, and up, up to birth, and then after. But everything was fine after a week in hospital of some antibiotics and things. And he had a, a checkup five weeks later on his heart, and he was rushed in for heart surgery. Oh wow! Which oh. is not what we were expecting. I thought I was. I thought I was prepared for fatherhood, um, but that was a shock. Obviously, luckily it wasn't too serious. We, um, well, it was a, it was serious, but it wasn't something that couldn't be fixed easily. Okay. So we spent a week in Alderhay Hospital with him, um, but then spent sort of six months wrapping him in cotton wool and not really letting anyone near him. And then obviously COVID, COVID hit after he was sort of well just turned one. So yeah, it was a rough start with with Franklin um great kid he's fantastic he's so polite and i was going to say well behaved he's having a he's having a bit of a bout at the moment of <laughs> i think it's a bit of jealousy of his system or anything that didn't right. kick in until recently okay um so that's franklin he's he goes to an outdoor nursery as well so he's quite energetic yeah um it carries on when he gets home and then onto the days when he's not in um and and i have i have quite bad arthritis so it's it's hard to keep up with him sometimes but he's a uh, mm. Yeah, great kid. And then we've got Naya, who was a COVID-conceived baby. Right, um, okay. Nothing else to do, was there? I've got one of them. Start, started to have a baby. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm in similar position, to be honest. Started a podcast during, and uh, we had a baby during as well. <laughs> so there was nothing else to do, was there? That was our baby. But again, now it was now it was planned. We decided it was it was, it was a sort of a bad time because it's not something you want to bring a kid into, but it was also a good time because we were home all the time. Um, yeah. Keep us working from home anyway. So um, yeah, she came along June last year, a couple of weeks late. Um, she's doing really well. She's she's a tiny thing. She's ten months, and she's still in three to six month clothing. I've just got oh, into right. three okay. to six month clothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my little Naya, my little princess, who luckily is asleep. Otherwise, this might not have been possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm uh, I'm out of the way in the sh- in the in my wife's shed, just because at the beginning it was okay because. Um, my wife would go upstairs and get in bed and feed feed the baby and then he'd fall asleep and it'd be all be fine. But as he started getting a little bit older, finding his voice and uh, it, it's much more difficult in the background to uh, to do a podcast and record yeah, audio. We haven't got the luxury. We've got a, a little two up, two down. Right. <clears throat> so um, she's still in our room. Luckily, she hasn't outgrown her, her bedside crib yet. Franklin insists on three bedtime stories and only had time to do two. Yeah. So I was anticipating a meltdown, but he's quite happy sat reading Winnie the Pooh to himself. So that's we're good. All right. Yeah. We're all right. That's good. I've got um five year old, he'll be six in the summer. And you know, we we had numerous issues of him getting to bed and stuff. He he was a little nightmare for quite a while. He didn't want to go to bed and we had to be with him and tantrums and all sorts. But after he after he started school, he was He'd go to bed now, took, take him up, took him in, saying a night, and that's it. He stays there and he falls asleep pretty quick, really, compared to what he was, you, what he used to be like. And, yeah, uh, Franklin's not bad, but you have to do three stories. Yeah. Any less than three, and, you, you, you know, you won't hear the end of it. And you can't say night, night. You okay. have to say, I'll check on you in a minute. Oh, yeah. just And he's fine then. Yeah. Sometimes he'll wake up and not realise how long he's been to sleep and he'll think you're just coming to check on him and actually it's half past seven and you get up for nursery. He doesn't like that. But he's, <laughs> he's all right. Doesn't like nap time still. I'm a bit like that when I yeah, wake I'm up. The same. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're fun, aren't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's, uh, Franklin spent most of most of his childhood so far, sort of, obviously that was COVID hit in the March he was one in the October previous, but he spent most of his sort of developing years or early developing years, obviously still developing, but in, in COVID, uh, yeah. in COVID times. So we converted, we started off the first lockdown, converted the living room into a little nursery because he'd only started nursery at one years old. Um, and we have a partner working from home and we managed to fit all that into our living room um, okay. and try to keep things as normal as possible for him. But we're back to have the second one come along, the nursery fit had gone out the window. It was just whatever you want to do, lad, come on, we'll go and do it. Yeah. So I think I spent most of the time in the park with him. But he's, he's come along fast. It, that slowed him down quite a bit. But he's at this amazing new nursery now. It's all outdoor-based. And it's on a farm. Oh, that's good. So he's, he's feeding chickens and doing, I don't know what he does. He does all sorts. I know what he does, but he's all sorts. I could, I could sit here and list it all day. Yeah. Cook on a fire pit in the summer. Yeah. Um, yes, and since he's gone there, he's it's it's boosted him back to where he should be. He's coming along nicely. That's so he's good. a great kid. Good for him getting Light out. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing something right then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's good. It's good for him to get out and uh, experience a bit of outdoor stuff at nursery, isn't it? Quite, quite often, and especially yeah. through COVID, they can get stuck in, stuck in the bubbles and stuck indoors and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, well, that's it. It's a pain. It's a nightmare 
really for, for him to go to because I, I don't drive um, and I haven't done out of choice because my, uh, when I was younger, I just did it out of choice because I was always working in bars and pubs and right. if I wasn't doing that, I was going out and I thought, what's the point, the extra cost? Now, up, up until now, I need to sort it out now with, with having the two kids, but my arthritis um, is pretty bad. So driving is it's not something, it, the car would sit there for a lot of the time. Mm. Um, but then where he is, is a half seven bus in the morning or two buses and then a walk to get into nursery at nine or a half six now because he goes in at eight and then it's an hour and a half back and I've got to go back and get him and then bring him home. Uh, but for, for us, we think it's worth it just because he loves it so much and he only goes three days a week. So I get, to, I get, I get two day week, two weekdays off the walk. And you get to do all that on the bus, do you? Well, we, we have, if I get PIP payments, um, so I use, I use that for taxis for a lot of the time. But in terms of the distance, that's that's what I was doing because yeah. the arthritis is quite bad at the moment. I'm using the pit for taxis. But if I'm having a good day, I'll, I'll save the money and I'll, I'll walk it. Okay. But with, with work, we, we have to, we're restricted on when we can be in our office till. So quite often we have no choice but to, to use that money for taxis at the moment. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Did you want to go straight into talking about the clothing brand and your sort of social media stuff, Instagram lives and everything? Or have you got other things you wanted to talk about? Well, the sort of the reason why I started the brand, it didn't start. It actually didn't start with um, wanting to have a clothing brand. There wasn't an intention really to launch a business that did anything to do with the mental health side of things. Um, I was actually really happy in, in work when I was before Franklin was born. I tried to have a career change uh, in 2017. I went to work in a hospital. I was I, I was a theatre healthcare assistant. Absolutely loved the job. And they were going to, it was a private hospital and they were going to pay me through uni and I wanted to become an operating department practitioner. Okay. But after a few months, my knees started getting really bad and the arthritis started getting bad in my knees. I just couldn't do the job anymore. And I, I really struggled with that because I'd found something I really wanted to do. And I, I landed up working for an agency for Mercedes-Benz. Um, it was an office-based role, but I, I, I adored the job. It was brilliant. The people I worked with was amazing. The job was great. Um, and then two weeks before Franklin was born, or due to be born, they, they got rid of all their temp stuff. So that hit hard because we had a baby coming in two weeks. And then obviously after he was born, I had no work to go back to until the following June where they were recruiting again. And I went right. back. Okay. And then they closed the office in the November. Oh, right. And I was like, what do I do now? Um, because it was, I could have perhaps applied to go to London because they had an office in London. I could have perhaps applied to go there, but that was just wasn't practical from a family point of view. Um, so I wound up at Jaguar Land Rover um, doing a similar sort of job. But I'd been struggling. I'd been struggling. I'd had really bad I'd, I'd antidepressants before. And not really knowing why I was feeling that way um, and, and wound up on them. And I took myself off them. Yeah. And I dealt with anything that I needed to deal with. I just dealt with it by ignoring it, like a typical bloke does. Yeah. Um, and then my pain started getting worse. I wasn't earning as much as I needed to earn. I wasn't able to pay the bills. And all these things started getting on top of me to the point where I... Um, I mean, I say I had a, a breakdown. I don't understand really what happened. I, I, when Franklin was one, I I got up one morning and I just thought I'm I'm going, and I don't understand why I did it. 
and I had every intention of taking my own life and I, I stuck myself on a train to Blackpool of all places. Right. Um, and I intended on overdosing. That's what I was going to do. And I had a lot of tablets with me. I ended up getting too drunk to do it. Okay. Uh, and luckily woke up the next morning and came home. Um, and then lockdown happened more or less straight after. So I lost my job immediately. They, they, I'd, I'd not turned in. Um, I hadn't been performing because of the arthritis. I was coming in late or I was phoning in sick. And and the day that I didn't turn up, um, they didn't really sort of question why. The, uh, the agency I was with did, but they didn't. They just said, look, we can't have him. He's turning up late and then he's not turned in. I don't think they ever really knew what had happened. But then lockdown happened. So I found myself in lockdown with no job, um, with all these unresolved things going on. I didn't quite know what to do about it. And I couldn't get support because the, the police had been informed that I'd gone missing and they contacted the doctors. So the doctors contacted me after I'd come home and said, look, you know, do you need to come in? And I think it was actually a phone call because I couldn't go in because of COVID. And yeah. they ref- told me where to go to to refer myself to counselling services. And they didn't get back because we were in lockdown. Um, so I didn't really realise that I was dealing with it myself. That okay. sounds weird. Lockdown was really good for me, although it wasn't for the people. I, I was locked away with my family and it gave me a focus. So and I think to start with, that stopped me thinking about all the other things. But for me, I didn't have the money worries anymore because I didn't need as much money. I'd, I'd, obviously, I'd gone on to Universal Credit because I'd lost my job, but uh, my partner was still working part-time from home. But I didn't have the nursery fees to worry about, which was one of the problems we had. Yeah. Um, I wasn't having to worry about, am I going to be able to get up for work the next morning and be able to walk? Because that's the problem I have with the arthritis. It gets to a point where I can't wait there at all. Um, and a lot of the worries just went away with lockdown. And I actually I, I, I suffered quite bad with my anxiety because I always knew that something needed paying or tomorrow I might be in a load of pain or my son's going to want to go to the park and I can't take him. And that sort of anxiety went away as well. I actually started coming back near the end of lockdown. Every time there was an, an announcement, right? it started coming back like, are we going to have to go back to normal now? Because I don't think about handle that. And it really started sort of out to the point where I thought, right, I need to do something. I can't go to work, so I need to, I need to make work. I need to do something. And now's the time I can do something to sort of build a legacy for my kids and, and something for them to be proud of. Because if he hears about, if he ever gets told that I walked out of the house when he was one, that's not something that he's going to be, look at his dad and go, I'm proud of that. So I decided to start a kid's leggings business. Okay. Which is just random. Because in lockdown, <laughs> we did we did two things, me and my partner, two things. I, I got obsessed with TikTok. Right. And she got obsessed with funky leggings. Okay. <laughs> The, the, there was one particular company that was started, but I won't mention the, the, the company name or anything, but they, they started a, she started a funky leggings brand and she's grown it and grown it. And now she's worth, she was in the Forbes 30 under 30 after two years of trading and wow, okay. she struggled with her mental and physical health and was doing really well with the business. And that sort of inspired me a bit. And I was like, I want to do that. And she said, because she, she, she sort of accumulated some wealth through doing it and some experience in how to build a business. She was giving away every now and then a thousand pounds to someone who had a business idea. So I came up with a business idea. Um, we actually tried to start a kid's clothing business when Franklin was first born and it didn't go well because it weren't making enough money and I ended up going to work and it just sat on the back burner. And I, I thought, well, let's, let's try that again. So I put in a little business plan to it. I didn't get the thousand pound, but I thought, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to look at doing something anyway. And then 
my partner Nikita, she was collecting these leggings. It was like every other week, every other few days, it was like a new pair of llama leggings or monster leggings or something turning up. But they had kids' ones, and they, this community was built around this brand. Yeah. And they were obsessed with them. But then they stopped doing the kids' ones, and the community was in sort of uproar that they'd stopped doing kids' leggings. And I thought, I'll sell kids' leggings. And I've run the family business before years ago. My dad's been a businessman all his life and I know how it worked. But right there and then I got excited. I had 500 pounds spare. I thought I'm buying a load of kids leggings and I'm going to sell, sell the first lot. I'll make a load of money. And I'll buy a load more with the biggest kids leggings brand in the UK. And I bought 140 pairs and I've got 139 of them upstairs. <laughs> well, not not quite, but I might, I might as well do. It didn't yeah. work. Yeah. But, but sort of during that time, I, I started, what, like I said, I started watching TikTok and we did the usual stuff. It was locked down. Once, once Franklin was in bed, we'd have a few beers. We'd do some stupid dances and post them on our accounts. But I started watching various businesses building on TikTok. They really latched onto it in lockdown. I started seeing how well they were doing quite quickly. And I got obsessed with it. And I was watching certain people. There's a guy called Tim Hayden who has a, a, a watch brand called Hagley West Watches using TikTok amazingly well um, and building his, his brand on there. There's a guy called Simon Squibb, an entrepreneur who um, he, he's on there a lot giving business advice and things. And I started watching these guys and watching them building the businesses and thought, I could do that. Not use TikTok, but I thought I could do it. So rather than give up on the leggings thing, I decided to just contact people because by this point I had no money whatsoever apart from the universal credit coming in I just had 500 pounds for leggings sat upstairs in a box and uh you can't swap them for food unfortunately I tried yeah so I contacted a brand that I saw on Instagram who had about not many followers and I thought your your t-shirts which you did will match our leggings they'll go quite well so maybe she'll let me sell for her because she might not be selling a lot because she's got a small following and it turned out I contacted him and said, look, this is what I want to do. I want to start a business where I sell for other brands. Um, <clears throat> I think your T-shirts will go well with our leggings. And when we actually had a conversation, it turned out we went to school together oh, when right. we were younger. Um, she lived up the road, um, all sorts of little coincidences. So we started working together and we started doing quite well. So I started contacting more and more brands saying, look, I've sold this many for this person in a month. Can I sell for you? And we'll put you on a website. You'll have your own store on the website and we will sell for you and just take a small commission with an idea that over time we could build up a base of sales where I could approach businesses and go, right, rather than a commission, I will charge you a monthly fee. It would be a bit like Etsy, but with an actual face and person selling. Okay, yeah. And that was the idea. And it started going well. It was paying for the shopping. But one of the businesses this lady who had the leggings invested in um, was doing clothes for mums and she was doing really well and I thought there's nothing for dads like mum like the mums got top say mama on it in all different colours and things and then positivity slogans I thought dads don't really want that that's a novelty thing yeah. I've got a Moana t-shirt I got for Father's Day that says I'm a demi-dad I love it I wouldn't go and wear it to the pub they only come out you know on Father's mean? Day that type yeah that's the type of thing and yeah. I thought is there a is what about a brand for dads yeah so with branding that a dad would look at in the same way that they would look at any other brand nike adidas hugo boss you know any other brand and it'd just be a brand that a dad would associate with 
and it would be fully sustainable because that's the way it's all going. As a as as parents, you want to leave behind a legacy for your kids, and one of them will be a you know a, a stable and sustainable world. And I thought that that would be core to it. And I, I I came up with some branding. I showed Nikita, and I went, "Hey, this is good, isn't it?" Thinking we could put it into the business that we had, which we called Franklin's House. It was named after our son. Called it Franklin's House. And she was like, "Oh yeah, that looks good." So I sent it to a log, a few logo makers, and said, "Can you make this?" that I've created so yeah. that I can have it put on clothing. And they said, they were like, no, they sent me all sorts back. And I was like, no, I want this. This is, I want it to look like that, exactly like this. And I wanted it to be something that stood out so that if you wore it in the pub, it would look like a, a nice clothing brand. It wouldn't be some merchandise that you bought that was associated maybe with a charity or anything. And someone would go, oh, what's that? And they go, oh, it's fatherhood. They make clothes for men or for dads. Um, and no one could do it. And so a girl popped up on a, a business group I was on and said, I'll do it. I'll charge you 12 quid. All right, go on then. So I sent it to her and she did it. And I thought, I'll have a couple of samples made. So I asked one of the brands we were working with who did her own printing, can you make two hood well, one hoodie and a T-shirt with this on? And she was like, yeah, that's fine. It'll take two, three weeks, whatever. And I picked a specific line of clothing that I wanted that was made from regenerated cotton. And I was like, that's what I want it to be. Now, in the meantime, so that was the plan, was just to have another brand of our own we could put on the shop. And in the meantime, obviously, I'm still dealing with the, every now and then, something had come up from a mental health point of view that I hadn't dealt with and I'd struggle for a little bit. And then I'd get stuck into the business again and it'd, it'd take my mind off it. And I thought... I ordered something off someone online. It was a wallet. There it, is. it was that. It was a, a D-squared wallet, a brand new one. And I saw it online. And this was after I'd... This was, sorry, this is pre-me having this idea. This was sort of when Franklin's House first started. So we go back a few months before I had the brand idea and asked oh. these goodies. I messaged the lady, so can I buy one of these wallets off you? She said, yeah, of course you can. So she said, I'll drop it off on whatever night it was. And... Uh, she messaged me, said, I'm running a bit late. I'm just at the Mercedes garage. I'm having trouble um, with getting a new car. And I said, oh, well, I'll, I know the customer service manager. So if you want, I'll give her a message. And she said, oh, thank you. I'll be up in a bit. And she turned up and she didn't have the wallet with her. She had a hat. So she went off. And in the meantime, I messaged her saying, did you sort your car out? And we had a few conversations. And she came come back with the wallet. And that was that. Off she went. And I followed her on Facebook. And she runs a... A, a anti-bullying and mental health campaign called the BU campaign. She's Manchester-based, but she runs anti-bullying workshops. Um, she's running all over the world now. Um, right. It's a Manchester-based thing. And she's a qualified counsellor, so she provides mental health counselling, runs these anti-bullying workshops. She's also an actress and, and says she has her own casting agency and she's, she's acting quite a few things, Heartbeat, Coronation Street and all sorts. And um, we'd already done some fundraising for her because I noticed that she did these this this thing and we started buying raffle tickets for raffles she did to raise money and with franklin's house we'd done some fundraising t-shirts and raised a few hundred pound so when i asked for these fatherhood hoodies to be made i thought sort of back to her although we, we kept the regular contacts i thought back to we'd done fundraising but how about we try and work with her so i thought let's make the clothing brand a brand for dads with a mental health connection so we can use it to raise awareness in mental health in fathers, because although men find it hard or don't, people say men don't talk, 
I've developed a slightly different opinion on that in the last few months. But the dads find it, I find it even harder because you, even if you got to the point where you're like, right, I need to talk to somebody, you've then got all the extra responsibilities of being a father and you think, well, I can't, I've got to do this today. I've got to do this today or I've got to get the kids to bed. So there's, there's these groups that meet on a Monday night, Andy's Man Clubs, one of them, Mentel, who we're partnered with. Meet on a Monday night between seven and nine. It's a place for men to go and talk and, uh, and you know, help deal with things that way by talking to other men. But between seven and nine is bedtime. It's yeah. getting kids to bed. So you think, well, I've got that responsibility, so I can't go to one of them. So I thought, let's make it so that we partner with BU. We can then offer support to any of our customers that need it or community that need it because I wanted to build a community around the brand. And we'll donate some money to them as well from sale of clothing. And that's what it, it was going to be. And I then decided, well, actually, no, let's not donate to a charity specifically. We, we'll do that, but let's make this 10% of profits that we do. Let's do a grant scheme for struggling families. Because I knew as a dad, I'd had some really tough times. And I'd borrow money from friends or family and not pay it back because yeah. I couldn't. But I'd maybe borrow 30 quid from a mate for some gas or electric. And I'll pay you back next month. But then next month, I can't give it back. So I'll go to another mate. Can I just borrow 30 quid? And you pay that other mate back and you owe another one. And that 30 becomes 50. And what I'd found was and started realising that I'd not, not spoken to anybody when I was struggling because I didn't have anybody. Because I'd messed them about so some of the closest people to me had lost through money. Yeah. So let's start this grant scheme. And all the while, it's quite convoluted all this, isn't it? All the while, I'd been watching these TikTok videos. And the, the guy I mentioned before, Tim Hayden, has the watch brand. He goes live quite a lot. And I've mentioned the business a little bit. And I was having a bad day. And he G'd me up through the live videos to get, you know, to carry on. Yeah. So I sent him a sample of the hoodie. I contacted this lady and went, who was making them and said, can you read another one? We'll put his logo on the sleeve and I'll send it to him as a thank you for his support. And I wrote him a letter explaining what we're going to do with the brand. But I'd not really thought about it anymore than I'm a sample made to see what it looked like. And I was just like, this is what we're doing and this is what I want to do. This is a present for you as a thank you. And he did a TikTok video. And this will be back in August last year, I think, July, August. And the response to him showing that hoodie and telling the story behind why I wanted to do it, it generated like a hundred requests for orders in a day. Oh, wow. But I had no brand. I yeah. had no equipment to make the stuff. I, I was just, it was a present. I didn't expect him to do a video. And very quickly we had to launch the thing. <laughs> um, and my mum rang me actually. I was at a bus stop taking Franklin to nursery. And she rang me, said, how's everything going? I was like, it's all right. Said, how's business? Yeah, it's good. And I told her about this thing. And she was like, oh, that's, that's really good, isn't it? And, and hung up. And 20 minutes later, I sat waiting for the bus. And I answered it. And it's been mum. And she said, do you think you can make that work? Like, what? She went, the fatherhood thing. Do you think you can make it work? I'm like, yeah, I think so. She said, well, me and dad will lend you the money. Still to pay it back. Okay. But she said, we'll lend you the money to get the equipment and everything you need to do to get started. Just let us know how much it is. And if it's not ridiculous so they did it they lent it and within a month well i'll say within a month within a month we soft launched i started building a following on instagram uh, and tiktok and we soft launched in september and it's just it's it's gone from there we it's built a, it's built a community around it 
And what's happened is we partnered with another charity called Mentel, which is a suicide prevention charity. We've partnered with another TikToker uh, called James. He has an account called JT Motive. He's a motivational speaker and ex-addict who helps people through addiction issues. Um, we're just partnering with a charity down south called Mothers for Mothers. So we're keeping that parental mental health thing, at the, the idea at the core. Yeah. But what we found is we've built a community, and I say we because... Nikita is on maternity leave till June. Uh, she works for the NHS in an admin role, but she'd really like to run the business with me full time. She actually does more work than I do. Right. Um, anything web based is Nikita. Basically, I'm social media and marketing, and I print clothes. She does everything else. Yeah. Um, she decided. Well, we decided because it. Had, this community grew to a point where dads were saying to their partners, oh, well, come on this guy's lives on TikTok or come and watch him on Instagram or look at his clothing and, and the message he's trying to spread. We had the mums started joining the community. Then the kids started joining the community. We've got 18-year-old uni students in the community. I've got a 19-year-old single student managing my Discord channel, or two right. of them managing my Discord channel. They're not parents. They're not they, I mean, one of them would say that they're, they're not suffering particularly with their mental health. They just like what we're doing and they want to help. Okay. So although it's still fatherhood and we've now launched motherhood and childhood yeah. as awareness brands, it's become a community for everybody. Um, as I say, I'm on live nine to 12 most nights. I'm on live in the office. We've got a Discord channel that everyone starts talking at half five in the morning. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's grown into this community where we have, we have a, a bit of a balance to strike because the brand is our business and it's what pays us and what we want to support us. And we're using that to, for the grant scheme and then some of the clothing lines raise money for charities as well. But it is our business. And what's happening is the community is surpassing what the brand is doing. And we're very, very involved in the community. Um, and and it is it's now rather than just being a brand for dads, it's a brand for everybody and the community. And the brand wouldn't exist without the community, and the community wouldn't exist without the brand. Yeah. And that's yeah. all happened very fast. Yeah. And we we do struggle with it sometimes, don't we? Maintaining that balance of looking after the brand, the community, and our own lives. Um. But it's it's exciting, but it's 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 hard work. But it's very exciting. We we feel like we're making an impact with it. We've, we've just had yesterday um, a lady come bring her daughter. She suffers quite badly with anxiety, um, with her anxiety, and she's left She left her hometown for the first time in years to get a train to come and meet us for the day. Okay. Um, we went to meet some followers in Tamworth uh, in the Midlands recently, and a gentleman who, I think it was nine years it's been since he drove out of his hometown, came to Tamworth to meet us and, looked, and played with my lad all day, and we're finding that frequently. Um, I mean, we don't ask for it. We're getting sent, you know, gifts just to say thank you for the community. Wow. Some gourmet popcorn arrived yesterday. Um, <laughs> oh, and a big bag of sweets and another one. Just we don't ask for that sort of stuff, but it means that we know that we're doing something right. Yeah. Um, and we we hope that we haven't seen. We keep saying we haven't seen any of our clothing out in the wild yet. Right. We've not seen anybody we don't know wearing it, but we just, hope it's making an impact. Just wandering about town and. Uh... Well, yeah, that's one of our t-shirts. <laughs> we, we, I mean, we've sold a lot. Um, we've just, we 
just come out of a 90 day sales streak. Now, some days that was community members wanting to keep it going and buying a mug or a key ring. Yeah. Um, but the idea is with the branding is that you wouldn't look at the branding and say it's anything to do with mental health, but I wanted to create something that from a, the fatherhood point of view, a bloke might throw on to go to the pub in. Yeah. And his mate will go, what's that? And they'll go, oh, it's his fatherhood. It's this brand that do this and they partner with this mental health play. And it sparks a conversation. There's a lot of mental health brands out there all doing amazing work. And a lot of their designs are around certain things. They'll be, they'll be around a specific mental health disorder and a pattern to do with that. Or it'll say, you know, things like, oh, be, you know, be kind, and which is fantastic. They're doing great jobs and they're raising money. But I wanted to create something that would be recognised as a brand that you would go to the pub in or go out in and would spark a conversation. Now the community has grown. That is changing. So we have a lot of people who aren't mums and dads who, although they support what we're doing, don't want to wear fatherhood or motherhood on the, on the clothing. Yeah. Um, so we've got designs in there now um, that are, are sort of all encompassing, that represent mental health and would spark a conversation, um, but ha- don't include father or mother in them. And it seems to be working well. We've got collaborations with other brands lined up. We've got one that starts next week. And it, yeah, it's going well. We, we think we, we're using what we've got to do some good. And it feels like we are. We, I say we, we're getting, like yourself, I, I've never done a podcast before. I did one podcast, actually. We started a series of podcasts with reality TV celebrities. Right. I wanted to explore something different. You get a lot of podcasts, a bit like we're doing now. There's a lot of podcasts where you talk to other dads or men and we talk about mental health or what we're doing. But I thought it'd be quite interesting to explore something a bit different and speak to people who've been on reality TV and how that can affect your mental health. And if there's anything we can take from how they dealt with it. And I've only managed one so far. There's another one I've been communicating with frequently. And he is actually struggling with his own mental health at the moment and we can't really meet up. But I did a podcast which just needs editing. And it was a little while ago now with John Courtney, who won Britain's Got Talent a couple of years ago. And that was my first podcast I've ever done. Uh, But we had organised that. I actually broke his chair within 10 minutes of getting into his house. It was quite embarrassing. I invited him into his house to do the podcast, into his studio. And I sat on me, broke his nice new dining chair. His wife wasn't happy, I don't think. So you you did it Um, in person, face-to-face then? In person, in his house, yeah. He he only lives up the road from us. I didn't quite realise that when I asked him. Um, he was on TikTok one day and I thought he's a dad he's been on reality TV I know he's local somewhere let's just ask him right. and it, like with TikTok there's comment after comment after comment and you've got to get in there just at the right time for yeah. to read it and I waited and waited and I hit the button and it came up in front of him and he read and I just said we are this is we are father this is what we do um, I'd love to talk about a podcast and he went brilliant I'll follow you so okay. I'll follow me on Facebook and I'll follow you back and we did this podcast. But I asked to do that. What I'm finding now is, is that people are contacting us a lot and going, oh, I like what you're doing. Can we do one? We're in Solly Hull on a radio show in two weeks' time. Okay. That was out of the blue. Yeah. And it just means that I'm, I'm really happy that people are re- re- noticing what we're doing through the clothing more than anything. Because a lot of our content on Instagram is the clothing. Yeah. Whereas TikTok is the mental health side. Um, and it's meaning that I can get on and talk about what we do and, and sort of get it out there. Um, we've just designed, it was a, we've got a clothing range for everything we do, um, but we have a campaign at the moment called Wear Your, the Wear Your Mind on Your Sleeve campaign. Yeah. I noticed there was no hashtag for Wear Your Mind on Your Sleeve, so I, I jumped on that. Okay. And we, <laughs> we, in, 
inviting community members to come and tell their stories. Uh, and we've had, we do it on Insta Live Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it's not always community members, but other people. So we've got a lady called Mel from uh, Men Moving Mountains. I don't know if you follow her. Or... Yeah, yeah, I do on Instagram. Yeah, yeah she's on, on Thursday. Um, okay. I need to confirm with her, but she said she'd come on Thursday. And then some of them have been with community members. Now, some have yeah. sent in their mental health stories written down, and I've read it out and posted it. Or we've got one going out today from a follower in America who's um, sent me his written. Now, I'm not going to read that because when I read it, I read it, it was sort of his voice and there's a lot of Americanisms in it. And okay. I felt if I read it, it would lose a lot of, of it. So that's getting, that's getting sent out today on our Discord and on Facebook. Right. So that's, that's come out of it as well. And although there's a clothing line around it, the main thing is to get people, get people talking. I'm hoping that people will listen to me on the podcast, on the radio show and things, and get in contact. And even if they don't jump on the website and buy a hoodie, uh, and help support that way the contacts and say you know i quite like to tell my story it's a little bit different and that's that's what i want to do but i said before that the one thing that i've really found with this people say men don't talk or find it harder to talk i'm really finding or we're really finding that it's it doesn't really seem that way from our community yeah, men do find it a lot harder to talk, but there are a lot of, of, of women out there who are in positions where they're they're not in a position where they have anyone to go and talk to, and they're, they're the same as men. They won't go, especially mothers. They they don't feel that they've got they've got a sexual disability and they don't want to go and seek the help and support. I think we support, and when I say support, I mean we have our our lives which are safe spaces for people to come on a night. We um, can refer people through to for counselling with with BU, um, we probably support more women and mums than we do men and fathers. Yeah. Um, and it's not really, I don't think, because they'll, it's not really because they'll, the, the men in the community won't talk because they do and they, they do a lot. They come to us to do that. We, we have more women and mothers in the community than we do, oh, sorry, more men in the community than we do women and mothers. And, and they, the men are, sp- are speaking and the, the women find it a lot harder. You really do find it a lot harder to do. Yeah. Yeah, I made a note of that when you said men don't talk and you said that you had a different opinion on it. I was just going to come back to that and say what, what your different opinion it's was. Not different, obviously... It's probably the wrong words because they they do, and there is obviously a big men's mental health movement, which I which we're part of. That's the yeah. whole idea of fatherhood. My, my sort of point is, is that I think people concentrate on that and go, men can't talk or don't talk. Women can talk or do talk. Yeah. And that's what this men, the men's mental health movement has created. This image that women just do and men don't. And I think in some arena, in some respect, especially with mothers, um, there's a lot who are quite isolated. If they're single mums, we speak to, we, we deal with people frequently who are away from their family and their single mums and they, they've sort of been left, left alone. There's, they haven't got anyone to go and talk to. Yeah. And then they're in the same position as, as men in a way where there's perhaps phone numbers they can call and support groups they can go to, but they don't go and do it because they have that. They feel as mums have extra responsibility. So I think, yeah, I think that's what's happening is, is there's a very big concentration on men don't talk, which means all women must talk. And that's not the case at all. I suppose there's there's an assumption that women will be on the phone texting the mate and be saying exactly what they're feeling when they're doing that. Whereas men generally 
or maybe in the past wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't be no. texting my mate saying, I'm having a crap day. My boss has said this. My wife's getting on my nerves. The kids have got, they've got this bill to pay. We wouldn't do it in that sort of way necessarily up until this point, maybe. Um, yeah. I think it's probably changing now. Well, we would we would maybe word it in a different way or we'd meet up with the lads for football on a Friday night or whatever it might be. And then you just, a bit like we did at the beginning of the conversation, how are you doing? You all right? Well, yeah. busy, busy week, busy month. We kind of put it in them terms rather than actually there's this, this and this that are doing me head in and I'm struggling with this bit as well. Um, and yes. I think kind of that's how it's, that's how it's kind of been for a long time. But like you say, there is this sort of big, men and fathers movement going on now that's kind of been accelerated throughout the lockdown because yeah we've all the been whole point of that movement is is that the whole point of that movement is is that men find it harder to talk and that the movement is all about getting men to realize that it shouldn't be that hard to talk the places you can go to talk it's okay to talk yeah but what's happening there is i think in some respects is that it's being ignored that a lot of women can find it hard to talk. Yeah. Um, and we find that a lot with people where, where we get, we get especially single mums who are joining the community come to us and say, well, I've, I've, I'm really struggle with it. Yeah. Um, because they're, I suppose in, in, in a, especially in a single mum scenario, they're being the dad a lot of the time as well. And they, they feel that responsibility the dads do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, men do find it harder to talk and the movement is all about getting them talking, letting them know it's okay. But don't forget that there is a large proportion of women out there as well that that do find it really hard as well. Yeah. Um, and luckily, we didn't scare off a, a group like that by being fatherhood and looking like we're just about men. That can be um, the uh, that can be almost the downside to, to kind of what what all of us are kind of doing in this sort of community. If that's how we want to describe ourselves, I suppose it it can be. Oh well he's talking dad's uk don't he? he's only going to talk to dads not the case it's all about parenting it's, it's but it's originally started to encourage and and kind of show an example of if there are dads out there and men out there that struggle we're having a conversation now and we've gone in a roundabout way of getting to the point of talking about this subject and that's how men do it sometimes but i've been on podcasts with um a couple of mums that i follow on um instagram and obviously there they said a similar thing they they were setting up a podcast and they were worried about who actually wanted to come on and have a conversation with them about parenting and mums and all that kind of stuff and that but she said that she found as soon as she started it there are actually a surprising large number out out there that want to have a conversation and want to share their story and she was surprised herself in how many people were actually interested in talking to yeah. her um and that's and men, a lot men of and women yeah, and what a lot of people do is is watch and listen to things like this or what we found with the TikTok lives. And we have, you, you'll see someone come on, um, you know, on the first of the month, for example, they'll pop up, so-and-so's followed you, and they come in the live and you go, oh, hi, Claire, um, how are you? You are right? And they go, yeah, I'm okay, thank you. And then they don't speak for months. Right. But they're always there watching. And then other people will come on and they'll talk to you. And they'll see people talking, they'll listen to the conversations, then they'll come on Insta and see the Insta And then one day, they'll just come out with something yeah. and then they become really, really active because they've listened to other people and watched other people talk. And then they're like, yeah, I'm ready now. I'll do it. Yeah. And that's what we found with this mind on your sleeve thing. 
people who were really quiet didn't want to show himself on camera to start with and now coming on Zoom quizzes and showing the faces and yeah. um, popping up on Discord and getting really involved. And they're now ready to tell their stories just through listening, which is another reason why it's important to have the conversation is to show people, you can, not just so the two people involved can have that conversation and maybe get out what they need to get out, but to show other people. And if you, I've got, I've got a crazy idea and I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's going to work. I've, I've already spoken to some barbers. There were some statistics that someone told me, and I don't know how true they are, that in the first couple of weeks, maybe, or weeks leading up to a, a, a man committing suicide, he will go to the barbers, or likely go to the barbers, but will certainly go to the pub. Okay. And this, this Mentel that we partnered with, they started, and they still do, put a lot of material in pubs. Yeah. Because that's where men go to drink away their worries or to go and talk if they could some will go and talk to the mates in the pub yeah um and that's where a lot of the material is now bit i think i've got one here we go a mental beer mat randomly on the floor so they've got beer mats to go out in the pubs because a man will have a beer mat under his pint and will look at it and read it and hopefully call it says on it men it's time to talk and then it says what it is and it's got the website on um, that's Mentel, M-E-N-T-E-L-L. We're partnered with them. We're able to, if they provide online um, support groups where men can go in a non-judgmental place and just talk, a bit like Andy's Man Club do. Yeah. Um, they do have some physical locations, mainly local tours here in Stockport, but they are sort of getting nationwide now. Um, so I thought, well, why don't we? There's a, why don't we put ourselves in barber shops? We'll put a rail of clothing in, not charge the barbers, put it in, have a QR code on, on the stand, where you can scan, it'll come through to our website, and it'll tell you about the support and the clothing as well, and there might be some sales off it, and that'll help the grant scheme and us and everything. But it's there as a, photo, a talking point, because you don't see clothes on sales and bar, on sale and barbers. And we'll put QR codes up by the mirrors, every barber's mirror, and people go, oh, what's that? And as long as the barbers are invested in it, they'll say, oh, well, that's fatherhood. This is what they do. And yeah. it'll start a conversation in the barbers. So we're in three barbers already in from the end of April, um, giving it a bit of a trial and see how it works. The barbers can make some money off the clothing. Obviously, we do, but it's about creating that conversation. and drives Obviously, from a business point of view as well, drives people to the website. But it drives people to that information and yeah. gets the conversation going in the barbers. Because if Bar Barber Dan and Steve are at the front having a conversation while they're cutting hair, then... Andy and Jono behind them, they might start joining the conversation. Someone else walks in. They might go to the pub after, then start the conversation. So then I thought, and I didn't think this actually, someone else thought it and I'm just developing it. Let's try and get us in pubs. So my intention is to go to some small local but busy places and offer to provide them with free uniform. Okay. With some sort of slogan on, I've not got that far yet, but with a QR code on the shirt. Yeah. Um, which is an idea another clothing brand has done, actually. Um, but I thought we'll use it slightly differently. And then if you see a QR code, you scan it, don't you? You've got to know what it is. So if you're in the pub and you've gone up to the bar three times and the barman's got a QR code on, you scan it. But how much conversation would that create at the tables in the pub? And then they might start talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I so suppose, that's the next crazy idea. I suppose your slogan or your design on the shirt's got to entice them enough to scan the QR code and not just think, oh, that's just a QR code for Marston's Brewery or whatever. Yeah. It's a work so in I mean. progress. 
<laughs> well, I like, I like it. We'll I get, like the idea. And, and how we'll many people around the pubs? Well. How many people are going to scan it and then, like you say, come back to the table and sit down and go? I'll just scan the bar, the barman's top, and it's took me to this website or whatever, and they're showing us this, and, and you know what I mean. There's all this community. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll. That's my next crazy idea. But I've not even, I'm not even in the barbers yet. But that, that's the way I'm sort of, of going with it. Is trying to create these conversations in the places where where men go based on that statistic I was given. Um, but then obviously you've got the, the female bar staff as well. And we have motherhood. And motherhood is all, is, is a clothing range for women um, to spark conversation around mothers and women's when it's not the motherhood branding, but more feminine stuff, women's mental health. Um, so the female barmaids or the female barmaids, the barmaids would then have QR codes that'll take you to a motherhood section. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We do have a kids' range as well. So I'm, I'm also looking at partnering B, BU already going to schools. Do they? So I want to do something around mental health talks in schools because it doesn't happen enough. That would be that would be absolutely massive. I think if you could, if they could well, somehow, love- somehow incorporate it for the kids, especially QR codes and anything to do with the phones because they're all on them all the time. They get over the age of five. It, all your life's about is iPads and iPhones and. You know what I mean? It's all technology to them, isn't it? So if they can have something where they can scan it or, and it takes them to, you know, there might be something out there already like this, but, you know, just sort of throwing ideas about it, it takes them to a website where, you know, you've got your kind of, your bullying section, your mental health section for kids, you know, like um, advice and tips and sex education for teens and all that kind of stuff on a specific website. It, It would be... Dead, dead kids love clothes. Yeah. yeah, kids love clothes, and if I could make childhood a brand that kids wanted to wear, but they were aware of what it was about, yeah, and that started creating conversations in the playground or on the pavements after school. It'd be a start, wouldn't it? Definitely, it'd be a start. If every kid's item of clothing had a QR code on the shoulder or something, all the mates are going to want to scan it, aren't they? Yeah, find out what it is. But this is the th- this is the problem I have. I have all these ideas, and I yeah. want to do them now, but I can't yeah. do them now. Which is why I have a which is why I have a Nikita. <laughs> why motherhood exists It's not to do clothing; it's to keep me in check. <laughs> yeah, save you spiraling into all these ideas. I, yeah, I completely sympathise with you. I've had lots of ideas myself. I, I just haven't got enough time or resources or money to to do it myself. You know what I mean? So, well, this is it. The ideas keep. The, the, I think the the ideas keep me sort of grounded and stop me slipping back to where I was. The yeah. business has certainly done that. My kids and my partner definitely do that. Yeah. Um, but I do find if I'm having a bit of having a bit of a bad day from a business point of view, or quite, we receive phone calls from people wanting not to speak to professionals but just wanting a chat. Okay. And that can have an effect if we're having a bad day because we still have our bad days. Yeah. Um. I my my mind immediately goes to the brand, and then I start coming up with stuff. Okay. Usually in the bathroom, I'll go to the toilet and I'll come back down, and she'll be like, and I'll be dead excited. She's like, "What's just happened in that toilet?" That you're coming downstairs so excited. I've got a great idea for a new t-shirt. <laughs> that's the office. Isn't it? <laughs> that is yeah, it's my second in office. The office. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where I have my best ideas. Yeah. When when you um. When you said you got your equipment and stuff, did you buy like uh, vinyl printing 
presses and stuff for t-shirts yeah. or did you go down so this the... is yeah this is the hard part of the business is we 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 have tuesday wednesday thursday that's our days in the office because that's when franklin's at nursery we can take naya in our daughter and she'll go on a play mat or she'll have a nap uh, we've got we've got two offices a lot of brands or clothing man special start from home yeah, but we couldn't do that. We're two up, two down. There's three of us with three cats. You can't have a clothing brand at home with three cats. Mm. Um, so we've we've now just just took on a, a bit of battery into a bigger office already. We're in launched October, and there's a separate office with a broken radio in it that just plays static. So she goes in there oh, with okay. static with a bottle, and she falls asleep. It's great. Um, but yeah, so we bought a, a vinyl cutting machine, um, a heat press a load of samples, some vinyl. And we, because we built it from nothing, we're still on Universal Credit now. We're on the new enterprise allowance. Um, and I've got to report back to them how, how it's going and everything. I have a review at the end of the year. And okay. They, we, can, we, we didn't have any money apart from what my parents lent to buy the equipment. So the only way we could do this and still can do it is we, and it's, it was risky to start with. Luckily, we've been busy enough where it works is, a customer or customers will order on Monday and Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And on Thursday, we then put the order in for their clothes that they've paid for. They come into us within 24 or 48 hours. We then print it and ship it to the customer. Okay. So we're basically print on demand, but we're printing it ourselves. Yeah. And that way we get the profit margins we need for the business and to put money in the grant scheme. Um, so like at the moment, we've had an issue where customers ordered at, Two weeks ago, I went to Tamworth. Like I said, I'd gone down there to meet some followers, but also do a shift in a baked potato fan. Right. I, I live a weird life. Sounds it's another it. TikToker. It's another TikToker um, who I, I met a while ago on TikTok, and he helped us get to the point on TikTok where we could go live. You need 800 followers to go live, and I was on like 400. And he liked what we were doing. He was a friend with the watch guy. And he liked what we were doing. And, and one day on one of his live feeds, he said, right, I'm not doing anything or talking to anybody. So you've got this guy live on TikTok. Go okay. and follow him now. And uh, we've got a bit of a relationship going. So he said, I'd gone to meet him for a coffee. So I just wanted to meet him a few months back. He said, come and work a day in the potato van. It'd be great because he gets like 3,000 people watching himself potatoes. He's massive okay. on TikTok. He said, come and work a day in the potato van. It'll be good fun. You'll get a load of followers. You might get some sales. Um. So we, we went down just to work in the van and for one day and then meet the followers the day after. We had a good, we had a good time. Um, but what we got that day was a load of orders, and that was two weeks ago. Some of those orders haven't arrived yet because of the supplier issue. Right. But then some orders from three days ago have arrived. Okay. So what I'm left with is five boxes full of stock with two days left of vinyl print, absolutely everything. And some of the designs are quite elaborate, and Nikita's got to cut it, weed it all out and then give it to me to press yeah so that what would be better is if we can get to a position where we have the money where we can go right these are our best selling lines let's go to a manufacturer and how much is it going to be to manufacture it and us hold the stock and do yeah. it that way and then the job will then just be picking and packing yeah which will give me more time to concentrate on the mental health side and work with the charities but as it is it's it's wake up kids go to work print home TikTok. It's got to start. It. It's got to start somewhere, though, wasn't it? It's, yeah. Uh, I've I've so I've we'll looked into um, I've looked into a, a, you know, like doing some merch type lines for the to, to to come along with the podcast, and I thought, 
if if a couple of listeners buy a bit of merch, it, it puts a couple of quid in my pocket that I can afford to upgrade my mic, buy a better headset or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but I'd been like messing about on the internet trying to find the right place to design my own thing. And then I've just used like print on demand type places. There is a place that not far from us that does them. Um, and it's, it's, it's all the ink press, um, stuff which is that's like like um well you got sublimation print which is direct to garment on like a sheet of paper basically like you print off a printer right, right, and then right. you got the screen print which is what most people do i who, think it's a screen print ones yeah mainly screen print yeah there's that advantages and disadvantages to a lot of them people yeah. don't like vinyl and the, there's some brands out there people will go and buy a cricket machine and they'll buy a press and they'll press stuff and they'll send it and it'll fall off because yeah. they've not done it properly yeah and i'm not gonna lie we did that <laughs> um f- when we first launched i, I went to the, the girl we were working with already who does we still work with it especially with andy's boutique she does all her own positivity clothing and baby wear and stuff and she vinyl prints and it's all amazing we've sold it for and never had a problem yeah i didn't ask her advice like an idiot we we got the press and we got the van and we ordered samples we said what we're gonna do first is go to primark get a load of cheap t-shirts and we'll practice yeah and we practiced and we practiced and we nailed it it was amazing then we did a soft launch, which went really well. And then I read something somewhere that said, oh, do it at this temperature for this long. And I went, oh, I'll do that because that sounds good. And we had to replace everything we sold for two weeks. Oh, right. So it all fell off. Now, we, now we've had one, one issue out of how many orders are we on now? God knows how much. I mean, we've done we've done a lot. And we've, we've had one tiny issue with the, the corner of an F coming up slightly. We know what we're doing now. Yeah. But some people think, oh, vinyl, no, we don't want that. You know, it's got to be, but then you, you've, there's advantages and disadvantages to everything. Yeah, but we've we've had no complaints, so everyone, everyone's really happy with the stuff. I mean, years ago, my my dad, um, painter and decorator by trade, had his own business and, and all that kind of stuff, self employed. And years ago, when he had a lot of people working for him, he would have all of his stuff printed and all of his uniforms and overalls and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was costing him a fortune. And then in the end, he decided, I'm going to get my own vinyl printer i'm gonna do it myself and that's what he yeah. did and so as a kid i spent hours weeding out vinyl and he's lettered up his own vans and all sorts of stuff and uh yeah i spent hours weeding out vinyls and and have you you heard of man dad magazine yeah yeah i think i follow them on so instagram we, as well we do their merchandise oh really so i i i don't even know how i started following them or interacting with them but I speak to Lord over there quite a lot who, who runs it with his partner. And he came to us and said, can you do our merchandise? And I was like, I don't know, mate, because the design's a bit elaborate and it's a lot of layers of vinyl. Yeah. And he was like, well, let me show you what it is. So there was a lot of to-in and fro-in and we, we picked up a design and we worked out the pricing and everything. And we, we're doing it now. There's a Mandad section on our website. I noticed you, they, you put that, yeah. Yeah, we get a, we get a little bit. They get, they get a, a big, big amount of it. And most of theirs goes into their Man Down fund, which is very similar to our fatherhood campaign the grant scheme and oh they're a nightmare not not man dad printing their, 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 oh, yeah. their stuff in vinyl is an absolute nightmare we did our first one the other day didn't we and i i nearly left i nearly walked out <laughs> and then i'd done it and the hair the hair on the man was slightly out and it oh. dra- drove nikita mad i i it's a really good customer of ours who ordered it, who also follows man dad and i sent him a picture and went mate is that is this okay it's slightly out he's like yeah it's fine um, the only the only other one we sold actually to a lady in the US who just likes the design. Oh wow! 
It's good. What's that? that oh, you can bear with. Did you can't even tell. Oh, I've not sent it. Yeah, so that's there you go, the Mandad logo there. Yeah. So that's the first one we've done. Um, we've done some collaboration pieces as well, and we when people ask us, we're like, let's see the design first before we say yes. <laughs> Just because it's the, the other thing is we don't mind doing it. But can you imagine if I had 50 orders like we've got at the moment and then I've got 10 of them come through and one takes me 40 minutes. Yeah. Right? It's just not doable. Um, we, but what we started getting is we've got a lot of custom requests come through. So people started off by saying, can you do doggy hood or teen hood or all these hoods? And I was like, no, because the brand is fatherhood. If your name's Niall, you don't go to Nike and ask him to change the K for an L, do you? It's that's that's the brand, father yeah. of the brand. So I'm not doing doggy hood for you. I'm sorry, but what what we started getting was, well, can you just do me a custom job? And we were like, well, yeah, we've got the stuff. So we do, we we do a lot of stuff now for a pig farm. Okay, this is just who you meet on TikTok. So she has a, a lady with a pig farm. Yeah, it's all um, like TikTok's the place to meet weird and wonderful people. <laughs> Honestly, it's crazy. I've been I've only... I've worked in a potato van. I make clothing for a pig farm. I've only it's recently mad. been onto TikTok. Actually, bringing the whole conversation round, my barber uh, is up in Newcastle under Lyme, and uh, he's been on the podcast um, during lockdown, just as he was about the week before he was about to reopen after lockdown restrictions had finished and everything. Um, so I went to go get a haircut a week or two ago. Spoke to him, and he said, "Oh, I've, I've been on TikTok, and it's kind of taken over my life." And and he was having a bit of issue with other social media and his account trying to promote the, the business and things like that a bit slow um and he said tiktok's just great it's they've been dead busy and I'm, I'm on it all the time he said you'd really need to try it for your podcast and stuff and i was a bit like i've done all the others i haven't it takes me all my time to keep up with all the others throughout the week when i'm supposed to be at work um i haven't really ventured into tiktok yet it's a bit of an unknown to me um i know it because like few kids and stuff uh, uh, around for work and stuff have been on it and love it. And I'm like, yeah, it's a bit too young for me that I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. This is, this is the thing, right? When it, what, when at the start of lockdown, I'd heard of it, never been on it. And I was bored. And if I started loading it to what it's about, and there was a couple of businesses on there um, that, that popped up because that I put in things I was interested in and, you know, kids starting clothing brands, but most of it was just the usual content that you imagine it to be silly dances and that. Yeah. honestly mate give it a go for a month some of the people on there are absolutely incredible what you've got was was people in lockdown who had nothing else to do and what they've created that there can be a lot of toxicity on tiktok we've felt it friends have felt it you get your trolling and everything else and it's it's to another level the trolling that you get right but it's very easy to block people and move on yeah um it's probably a bit blase saying that because some people have really struggled um with the trolling a lot a lot of our people do so it is right. a real issue yeah yeah but yeah. there are some incredible people on there like i'm i met i met the potato guy you know what i mean just a man i've never met like let's get this guy live what his business to do well there's this gentleman called simon squib he's i'd get his story wrong if i tried to tell it fully okay. but and i won't try to because we're on an hour already he's a multi-millionaire who helps people that's what he wants to do he wants to help people start and build their own business yeah. he said what well, his, his purpose is to help other people find their purpose and when you hear something like that you're like mm, really yeah. but he is that's what he's there for and he he's, he says he every now and then he'll say right i'm giving 10 i'm investing ten thousand pounds in somebody send me a business idea and i'll do it he hates dragons Dan. 
the idea of it because he says these people have got the money to help those people for free. They don't need to give them their money and take a percentage. They could just advise them and they do well. He, yeah, he doesn't like yeah. it. That's what he does. Yeah. There's a project called the Purposeful Project. He's just built, bought a house in the countryside, so I'm not sure exactly where it is. And he's called it Entrepreneur House. And it's cost him five million or something to buy and do up. And he invites entrepreneurs in to come away for one or two weeks and not have to worry about rent and food and, and the outside world and just work on their business with the help of him and other entrepreneurs. So one of the things he does, he earns money from social media like any, any creator does. And every month he gives away his TikTok money. And again, you think, does he? But we've communicated a little bit. And then as we were had to move into a new office and we're trying to find the rent, he, I contacted him and asked him a question about something. And that night, he was on a TikTok live, and went, ah, oh, fatherhood. Um, he went, I've decided I'm going to give you my TikTok money this month. And he just sent us money. Wow. £200. Just £200. Wow. Like crazy. I was on a live one night. This is the best TikTok story I've got. I was on a live one night. And just before I'd gone live, I was flicking through, and Simon was on. And he was sat next to an older gentleman. And I thought, is that, is that his dad? I don't know who that is. And I flipped past. Is it, what was, what's his full name? Is it, what's the, you know I mean, who got on live with me? Foster, wants it. Joe, that was it. Oh, I feel really bad now, I'm not remembering his name. It's because I'm telling the story and getting, getting all carried away. So I flipped past, I went on my live, and next thing, get come up, Simon Squibb wants to go live with you. I was like, I've got to take that. Don't know what that is, let's, let's take it. So I took it, and he come on, and this gentleman was sat next to him, and he, he said, Johnny, do you know who this is? I'm like, I feel really, I should know who it is, but I don't know who it is. He's like, it's Joe Foster. And I'm like, hi, Joe. And he said, do you know who he is? I'm like, no, he said, he's the founder of Reebok. I really wanted you to meet him. Tell him about your brand. Oh, wow. And I just sat there and told the founder of Reebok all about my brand and got feedback from him. It was incredible. And that's Great. just yeah. through no real interaction, really. Just someone spotting what you're doing and going, I like that, I'll follow you. And then you get to meet people like that just randomly, just on a, on a night when I think I had about four beers. This, this is what it usually looks like <laughs> on my lives. I've usually got all that going on. I have noticed, yeah, yeah. If, if that's not on, people think there's something wrong with me. I'm like, oh, no, I just forgot. Um, yeah, an incredible place. The, the people that you can meet on there and what it can do for either your cause or your business or your campaign is unbelievable. It just takes one person who knows somebody or you can help you to notice it and go oh yeah, i fancy that or oh, I, I like that yeah and it's yeah it goes, it goes mad i've been on it and i've been playing about with it for a couple of weeks and um yeah i need to refocus what i'm supposed to be on it for though because you get caught up in just scrolling through video after video and like, even painting videos i watched like somebody paint a straight line and cutting in and i'm like i'm stuck on it for hours well, that's it. <laughs> i need to get rid that. of that and focus what people will really watch <laughs> like with ben the spud guy um give him a follow at spud army i, okay. I <laughs> have sat there and watched him for six hours sell potatoes like, yeah. why why have i done that people in in the office i'll i stream the whole time in the office people like seeing their orders being made so they'll, they'll come in, I'll see them, go, oh, I'm doing yours next, stay there, and then I'll angle the camera down, they can watch me making the hoodie. But when, and when I'm communicating with them, I'll have 30 people in the room. When I'm not communicating, and I move the camera back, and it's just me making stuff, I can have 60, 70 people in the room. 
just watching me make stuff. Right. So like Simon, if he's doing a talk where he's talking with someone like this, he might have 30 people in. If he's doing a podcast, which he does, it seems 50 times a day, he does loads of them, or he's on his Discord channel, he'll have his TikTok on him, not even looking at it, he'll be there talking to his screen, but he'll have 60 people just watching him do a podcast and listening. So okay. all you need, if I had a spare device, I'd have said to you today, is it all right if I stream on TikTok? And I'd have had my TikTok camera here just on me talking. Because people just be interested. I've not got enough followers people yet. That, oh, you need 800, <laughs> how many have you got? Uh, I don't know now. now uh, <laughs> I don't follow you on TikTok. I'll follow you and I'll get you a load more followers tonight. You'll see a load more dropping. I put, I put like... I put like audio podcast clips on and I've done little bits and pieces. You know, like when I've been changing the kids napping, his weed on the carpet and I've been cleaning it. <laughs> well, I've been putting videos content. on like that. You know what I mean? Content. Another really yeah, good one to yeah. follow is Mank Dad, M-A-N-C-D-A-D, a guy called Ben. He is hilarious. Yeah. Um, he's local to us. We've not managed to meet up yet, but all his content is about parenting and it's all comedy content. You'll love, you'll, you'll be there for hours watching yeah. him now when you go and check him out. It's funny. Probably, yeah. But that's what people yeah, like. The, yeah. the key is content though. It's posting four or five times a day. Yeah. My videos get about a thousand views. If if I've made some content about, I, I went to meet Tim, the watch guy, because I'd, I'd sent in the hoodie and then all this took off and I'd spoke to him. We'd gone live together and stuff, but I'd always said, I'll buy you a beer. And what he does is he'll yeah. go and he'll be in, Man he was in Manchester, but he'll do it all over the place and say, I'm at this hotel. First person to come up to me at eight o'clock and shout, love my journey, which is his hashtag. We'll get a, a free watch. He was in Manchester. Like, where well, we going? I'm going to go and buy him a beer. Um, and we we went along to you know we went went along to meet him. Uh, I forgot the point. Let me tell you that now. What was I talking about? The videos and videos. Oh yeah. So he he has a vid when he does his video. It carried away me. When he edit that when he's doing his videos, <laughs> he has a soundtrack to them. It's the same every time, and it's a similar sort of video. So I recreated one of his videos with the same soundtrack tagged him in it and my biggest view my biggest video before that was like 3000 views this one's just about hit 100k because right. he's tagged in and it's a similar sort of video that he does so yeah. it's all about getting it right but you have to post like two three times a day really to keep the numbers going up i'll see if i can get you a few tonight yeah and i'll be checking i'll be checking you out and a couple of others now but i looked at my notepad <laughs> I really enjoy, I really like what you're doing and, and what you're trying to do. And I didn't realise the extent that you were doing it as well, behind the scenes and everything new and all these ideas you've got, which is great. Hopefully we get to see all these kind of things eventually. Yeah, I mean, I need to convey it more. on Like on, the, on Instagram, what I sort of noticed was, but a lot of it were, was um, just promoting the clothing. And it's a big part of it because that's the conversation start. But I need to put more on about what we're doing because I forget that although I'm on yeah. live telling people what I'm doing, our core community know about it. Other people don't because they're not in that community yet. They will be. Um, yeah. And that's one of the things I'm trying to do is get people to the community. Um, I know we've gone on a bit now. There's one thing I, I, I want to say about the community that's in, it's, it's an incredible thing that's happened through the community. On TikTok, you have various groups form from accounts so you'll have a big account and then they'll call themselves the something army or the the something clan or something like that and it's just they just put it after it shows they put it after their name so, so there's a guy called bob who's got a channel and he's doing good stuff they'll call themselves bob, bob's army and they'll put it after their screen name okay and it's to show the support for what they're doing so one of our supporters a guy called tom 
Um, one day he just had underscore Hudami next to his name. And then other people started putting it next to the name. And, and what it's become, rather than just the support network thing, is we, those guys who have put that next to their name, some people don't want to change the screen name and have put it as a hashtag in their profile. They go around TikTok when they're bored. We have a lot of people who are on um, like breaks from work um, because, they're, because of anxiety and things like that. They're at home all day. And they go on TikTok and they go through people's live feeds and they find people that are struggling or being bullied. Okay. And they go on the share button, type in Hood Army. Everyone in our community who's got that tag comes on, they share it. And then whoever's free goes in. And they go in and they get rid of the trolls and they talk to them, bring them up and then bring them to the community. Yeah. And that, that's the kind of things that, you know, social media can be an awful place. But that's just beautiful to me. That's just incredible. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, yeah. So to finish us off, um, as a conscious, we are running over a little bit I've now. Aren't we? I don't want you to. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're missing your food. Right. Oh, you should Do have I said. Like I could have finished earlier. <laughs> um, just tell us all where we can find you social media wise. If people, listeners, want to yeah, so come and find TikTok you, TikTok and Insta are the same handle. It's at FTHR dot hood so the branding is fthr it's got the vowels missing from father and that was the, the thing to i catch it so fthr dot hood and that's insta and tiktok uh the website's fatherhood.co.uk fthrhod.co.uk um, and then we do have a facebook page with a community attached which is mainly for parents but we anybody can join it but a lot of it's parenting talk as well as mental health and if you just search fatherhood clothing on facebook that will come up and the group's okay. pinned to the top of the page. Um, and if you want to join the Discord community, just drop us a message on Instagram and we'll send you a link. Brilliant. That's great. Thanks for taking the time to come on. Been good having a chat. No, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's been it's great. Been good. And I will let you go and enjoy your Indian. Thank you very much. All mate. right. I'll speak Have soon. All right. Cheers. Yeah, speak soon. Mate. Thank All you right. very much. See you later.